All right. Uh, not saying anything else. If we could bring back in uh, Ms. Willis. Actually, Your Honor, the state um, has no further questions for Ms. Willis. So. All right. No need to recall. Okay, Ms. Merchant. Next witness. A surprising development at the outset this Friday morning well, in this hearing in Fulton County, Georgia. Fonnie Willis, the district attorney who was on the stand testifying yesterday, and it was explosive. We all thought she was going to get back on that stand again this morning, but the DA's office said they have no more questions for her, and the defense attorneys who had been going after her all day yesterday said they too were done with her. So what we saw from Fonnie Willis yesterday appears to have been it. Now, they're talking about who they will call next. One of the issues is some of the witnesses they want to call next aren't there. I think because everyone was expecting there to be more time spent with Fonnie Willis this morning. At this point, they're having discussions, uh, procedural discussions, discussions about privilege. But let's take a moment to reflect on the decision not to put Fonnie Willis back on the stand, Ellie. Give me a reason why each side would be done. Okay, so here's how I see the strategy both ways. The DA's office, easy calculation. If you can end her testimony and, and mm -hmm. put a bow on this, you're happy. You don't want to bring her back. All that can happen is bad if she comes back. It's unpredictable. You don't want the DA on the stand. If you have an opportunity to end this, you end this. Now, from the other side, from the defendant's point of view, I think they've recognized properly that she's not going to suddenly give it up. She's not going to admit she ordered the code red. She's not going to order she's done any of the things that she, that ha she has been alleged to do. The way the defendants are going to have to prove their case is with other evidence, with documents relating to bank records or phone calls with other witnesses. That's the only way they're really going to undercut her. They're not going to get her to just reverse herself on the stand. Karen? I mean, you're sort of seeing how the sausage is made, right? There's a lot of waiting. There's a lot of, oh, the witness didn't show up. That's kind of the way normal court actually is, not court on TV, right? And so their calculation, though, I think is a big mistake on the part of the defense to not uh, clean up yesterday's testimony. The prosecutor was smart, I agree with Ellie, not to cross-examine her, right? Because that's what they could have done is cross-examine Fonnie Willis is really it's a cross-examination of their own witness but the defense should have focused the questions on the finances today because as ellie said you can easily order documents that they either are or they aren't a certain way or they either say or they don't say a certain thing and they just haven't met their burden of disqualification so if i were on the defense side i would want to focus my questioning away from the relationship and more just on how does it work in the office how do you hire someone who approves how do you decide how much he gets paid versus other people get paid? What were those conversations like? How did you determine $250 an hour? All of the things that would potentially go to disqualification, and they didn't do it. And so that, to me, is curious. Were they scared off from Bonnie Willis? Did they think they weren't getting where they wanted to get to with her yesterday? I don't think so. I think the state saw it as a let's stop the bleeding, and so they didn't they didn't ask her any questions today. And then that really shuts off the right to sort of redirect because there's nothing to redirect from. Uh, there's no questions from the defense or from the state in, in this case. And so I, I think at that point, I do wish they'd cleaned it up and I think they made probably a tactical mistake. To they not being do, the defense, they being right. the lawyers they for the people charged up, with overturning the Georgia election. They should have cleaned it up, but they did have that sort of train wreck of an exercise listed to the DA yesterday. And now we hear that the witness they're waiting on is this lawyer who they tried to put up yesterday. And he tried to say, well, I don't want to be disbarred. I've got privilege. Well, clearly, if we believe Ms. Merchant, and she said it in court with her phone, 
She's got text messages from this lawyer which will refute the testimony of the district attorney. So they may have wanted to lock Ms. Willis in, which they've done yesterday. Now they're going to get information if the judge allows the privilege to be breached to, to put, you know, to, to, to counter that testimony. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because this is going to be sort of a, a moment of truth here because yesterday when the defendants tried to get into these texts and this testimony, Nathan Wade raised the privilege, the right. attorney-client privilege. This guy represented him to some extent in his divorce and said, no, right. shut up, can't talk. He has the right to do that. But if Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade are going to say, we met these charges head on, we were transparent and open, it's hard to reconcile that mm -hmm. with invoking the privilege on, on what could be a really crucial piece of evidence. If there are, to be clear, if there are texts from Nathan Wade to this lawyer before Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis say the relationship started, showing that they were already in a relationship, that's a big if, but if that exists, that's a game changer. All right, guys, stand by for a second. Let's go back to Fulton County, Georgia. Laura Coates outside the courthouse now in this morning begins with a surprise, Laura. Absolutely. I mean, what a shock. If you thought it was shocking that she actually appeared to testify yesterday, it's all the more shocking that today they're not going to continue because at the end of yesterday's hearing, we were all under the impression, why? Because the judge said as much, the party said as much that she was going to testify today. This tells me a number of things. Number one, they feel they have extracted all that they can from her, that she's no longer a useful witness to either side. Now, when you're talking about her own special counsel team, they believe that she should never have likely even had to be in this position today or yesterday to testify. Remember what we're here for. We are not here in divorce court proceedings. We are here to see if she will be disqualified as the head of the prosecution team and her entire prosecution team thereby disqualified and removed by, and removed by an outside agency based on a conflict of interest. Now, they have yet to show that through line we've all been talking about. I have Nick Valencia here with me now. We've been talking about this a great deal. Yesterday, you and I were side by side when we had that shocking moment that she appeared. She was confrontational. She was also persuasive. And she undermined their case and their ability to say that she somehow had that through line. Now, that might be part of why she's not here today, but who is next could actually be helpful to those who want to disqualify her. That's right. And those that have spoken to around her say that she was rightfully indignant yesterday. She is defiant. And Fonnie Willis, it really wasn't a surprise to see her demeanor on the stand yesterday. It was, of course, a surprise to see her come in as hot right. as she did. She had to be calmed down, according to those that we've spoken to during that break. Uh, but it wasn't a surprise necessarily to see her stand her ground. Fonnie Willis is a strong, independent woman. She showcased that yesterday. She is a formidable force, and she is all about respect. Talking to those around her, she is not going to be one of these people that thinks that somebody's going to go have to fight or defend her own name. She wants to do that, and that's what we saw yesterday. She saw, we saw her call Ashley Merchant a liar. She is insulted by the very essence of these allegations. She feels that it is a gossip, an attempt at gossip, an attempt at creating a circus and a spectacle, and to delay what was on track for an August trial date. And it has. It has already made an effect to this case. And by the way, she said as much. I want to play that sound because she was very indignant oh, yes. about the accusation that she had engaged in sexual interactions with Nathan Wade at an early time. Yeah. Here she is. You and Mr. Wade met in October 2019 at a conference? That is correct. And I think in one of your motions, you tried to implicate I slept with him at that conference, which I find to be extremely offensive. You started dating shortly thereafter, correct? That's a lie. That's one of your lies. You've been 
intrusive into people's personal lives. You're confused. No, 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 no. This is the truth. Judge, and this it, is, it, it is a lie. It is a lie. Mr. Sena, thank you. We're going to take five minutes. I mean, Nick, think about that moment there. Because at the core, remember what needs to be proven. It needs to be proven there was a financial benefit derived from an improper relationship leading to such a conflict that a defendant could not get a fair trial. She is indignant about the accusations and going into that particular aspect of it. The inference is that she needs a man to pay for her. And she made it clear yesterday that a man is not a plan. It's not somebody who's going to, uh, you know, treat her or, or sort of be this savior in her life. She doesn't need that. She well, made that a was point. Important. I don't want to cut you yeah. off. That was important yeah. because of the finances, right? Because That's the idea right. of whether the personal benefit was derived was tied to financial gain. And I want to pick on, on this because there was an inference yesterday from defense attorneys that her having these stacks of cash somehow is sort of nefarious or that should lead yeah. to some, you know, question marks. It might be a cultural thing. I know a lot of black and brown people who keep cash on them. There's a mistrust of the systems at large. People feel like this is our hard-earned money that we earn with blood, sweat, and tears. It's certainly something that happens here in Atlanta and beyond in our community, so I don't think that is sort of a gotcha moment for the defense attorneys at all, Lord. Well, we will see what it means. I mean, my great-grandmother died at 105, and I know she had money in her insulation. John? Yeah. So they are in recess right now in that courtroom. The pictures that you're seeing on the screen are from yesterday. As of now, there is no judge presiding over this case. He is outside the courtroom. Everyone is outside. They're trying to figure out what happens next when they will have testimony from the former law partner of Nathan Wade and how much he will be allowed to say. They're arguing about privilege. These are the discussions that are going on right now.